Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to The Pro Wrestling Show in association with Talk Sports. I am John Jackson. He's not here. He's in Japan. Will is having the most amazing time, judging by his Instagram. He's been to Kyoto. He's been to Tokyo, Hiroshima. He's just looking at all this amazing food. He keeps sending me photos of buildings that look like they might have had wrestling in at some point. I'm a little bit dubious, but we'll let him do that. Uh, He'll be back soon. Uh, We're really sorry that we didn't do a SummerSlam preview show. That is mainly because Will's in Japan and I was away and producer Sam was just actually doing some work. But this is our SummerSlam 2018 review. Uh, It's going to be very WWE heavy, we know, but we're going to look into SummerSlam, how that affects the shows going forward, with a few little teasers from NXT as well. You're listening to The Pro Wrestling Show. talking point of the week however is that producer sam this week has become presenter sam presenter sam with the real double j john jackson that's right um will is still swanning around in japan you might have seen him he's been in tioko he's been in kyoto tokyo uh, hiroshima he's just been in all the places but he's not watched any wrestling and he's gutted it's been a festival of food from will gavin to be honest (laughs) he's been following his instagram story he's been all over the restaurants and the bars and all the rest of it trying to take in all the tourist attractions and absolutely no wrestling content whatsoever however i think when he was the first day he was out there didn't he go to like the njpw shop or something he had a couple of hours to kill i think while he was waiting for his wife to arrive she was flying from somewhere else and um yeah he just went and nerded out in a shop i don't know what he bought he, he kind of threatened to buy stuff but oh he'll have bought something he'll come back with armed with a load of t-shirts a kenny omega i don't know condom or something mind, something you, random. <laughs> mind you knowing how he's been received out there i don't know whether they're going to be able to do t-shirts in his size because it seems like he's been kind of you know what i mean like accosted oh, by the locals and kind really? of celebrated as a sort of local celebrity maybe he won't ever come back Maybe he'll go and work for New Japan. He could be like a, oh, a ring could, announcer. Oh my goodness, he could be. He could be like um, like some kind of... Yeah, he could be the ring announcer. I like that. That's great. We should go and do a tour there. I, I would love to do a, a pro wrestling show tour. Um, anyway, welcome to the show. Uh, we're really sorry that we didn't get a chance to do one before SummerSlam. We know it's poor form. Um, obviously, Willie's in Japan. There's a time difference. I was actually away last week for most of it, doing stuff. Sam has a life, believe it or not, and was really busy. And we tried to make it work where all three of us were in the same room. We failed miserably. We couldn't even get honest. two of us in the same room we've now got two of us so we're going with it it's absolutely remarkable that we managed to find two of us here at the same time ready to record it's all good yeah, obviously since we last uh, did a podcast lots happened uh, the saddest thing is, is the death of Jim Neidhart which uh, obviously has touched a lot of people you might have seen on Raw Natty coming out and 
be, being incredibly brave. Uh, sorry, not on Raw. It was on. It was on SummerSlam, wasn't it? She came out before Ronda Rousey, and yeah, she came out wearing the, wearing her her dad's jacket that he successfully wore at the at SummerSlam in 1990 when the Hart Foundation beat Demolition in an epic two out of three falls match, which I would highly recommend people mm. go and watch on the WWE Network because it's one of the all time great SummerSlam matches. And yeah, she was very very brave, and she has been, and she's she's been a real um, what you got like a pill- a pillar of strength to the family really, and just as you would expect with Natty has acted in, with real class and dignity the whole time and I think she's just been very grateful sort of overwhelmed with some of the messages of support she's had from the wrestling community and, and a lot mm. of the fans and everything as well but yeah really nice gesture that she did that and uh, and nice to see her and I think she felt that mutually that the support she got was uh, well received as well and not a lot has really come out about this obviously a lot of people you know the, the story is he, he sort of hit his head fell over and hit his head and whatever and I think you know you'd say that's unexpected um, he's obviously had his issues in the past which has been sort of sort of featured in Total Divas quite a lot in the in the early days um, but you know when, when something happens like that that is a shock it's uh, it's very sad and it's sort of the, the latest death in quite a lot of wrestling deaths we've had this year yeah very much so and I mean not no age particularly I think he was in his early 60s 62, and right, yeah, I think he's 62, 62. Um, as you say John I mean he's had he has had uh, myriad issues with, with uh, substance abuse in the past I, I, we are of the understanding that he is at le- was at least um, sort of on the mend or relatively free of that in recent years but you know these things do take their toll over time we don't know the cause of death at this moment in time I think it looked like it could have been just a complete accident I don't want to speculate but um, it's one of those things isn't it if you've got a lifelong problem with substance abuse then you're always yeah. running that risk unfortunately and but the, that does seem to happen with a lot of wrestlers and sadly. the crazy thing is when we talk about the strength of Natalia, she came out on, on SummerSlam obviously on Sunday and they only buried him on Saturday yeah uh, on no Friday in fact I yeah mean, like makes it all the more remarkable really doesn't it yeah yeah crazy and uh, only Bret Hart left now yeah that is that is crazy and you might have seen that picture going around of uh the, the Hart Foundation as they were in the 1996 incarnation which featured the likes of Brian Pillman and of course as you say John there's only only now one and Owen Hart of course and only one member left now and that is really sad and, and I mean if you if Bret Hart was someone who obviously we've spoken to on the show mm. and somebody that's just been surrounded with tragedy just I mean not just in recent years but talking the last 20-30 years ever since really he left um, WWF as it was then back in 97 he's been kind of he's had family problems and he's had issues with death and all the rest of it and, I mean, health, and problems health problems himself, with, yeah. yeah absolutely yeah. It's an absolutely horrendous uh, story really for somebody who's again one of the all time greats it just it just shows what the wrestling business can do to you unfortunately yeah and obviously a very strong family so you know, yeah that does help as you say all pulling together Something that's happened more positively uh, yes. in, in actual wrestling, Dean Ambrose uh, coming back on the Raw before SummerSlam, which was nice. Like I kind of like people coming back on the big stage, but I think it was nice that they, they set that up a little bit beforehand. So there was that speculation, wasn't there, beforehand of will he turn on Seth Rollins? Which, yes. Which leads us nicely into the first match of the SummerSlam card. Uh, we, by the way, we're not going to talk about TakeOver just at this point, because I know Will is going to want to talk about TakeOver so, so much. And we are going to be at the NXT take, uh, tapings this weekend in Birmingham. So I think what we'll try and do is we're going to record um, a 60 mile an hour, 70 on the motorway, no more <laughs> podcast in yeah. Will's uh, crap little car. Because uh, I think he's going to want to reflect on this. And I think it be bad if we if we didn't talk about it and you've not seen it so, makes sense uh, to do nxt while you're attending nxt right exactly yeah. so we're uh, on with SummerSlam. the kickoff show was all right uh I, to be honest i haven't picked out the matches um from the two hours that i didn't sit watching it but um, i've heard the cruiserweight championship was pretty good uh one of those ones that you kind of wish that maybe made its way onto the main r- 
roster. I would have happily seen it replace the New Day and the Bludgeon Brothers. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, there's been there was a couple of we'll get to it. But there's a couple of matches on the main on the main card that you could you could easily have swapped over with a couple of those uh, matches on the pre-show, but uh, yeah. it was what it was, I suppose. So anyway, leads us on to Seth Rollins versus Dolph Ziggler. I love the fact that they 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 keep starting shows with Seth Rollins. I think it's maybe the third pay-per-view in a row where Seth has been the first person out, and I think that shows you you know how highly regarded he is by the crowd and always putting on a, a great match to start is is a big deal um obviously we know the result now i don't think we're spoiling anything when we say that seth rollins won the championship the intercontinental championship which i think is a good thing yeah it is and an, another another fine match between these two i think it's never a bad thing like you say john to drag out some workhorses um early in the show get the crowd sort of on their feet and I think it was a, it was it was I wouldn't I don't think it was quite the best of their of their matches but it was certainly it delivered as it always does between those two um I particularly like I mean Dolph selling is as absolutely tremendous <laughs> and some of the spots the super kick and everything absolutely fantastic selling from from Dolph and uh, yeah good to see that the the belt seems to be the um intercontinental belt seems to be more highly valued again because it was a time when it kind of drifted down the pecking order a little bit and we'll get to the US title later which it sort of feels like might be in that category at the moment but intercontinental title seems to be quite well regarded and moment, I know that Will will credit that solely to the Miz for making that the championship it is today. But yeah. you have to kind of agree that he's I, absolutely he made that belt in the last four or five years become a big deal. Yeah, can't deny that uh, he is. Um, and again, we'll get to it later. But he's about the best around at the moment for um, making stuff feel special. I think the Miz absolutely. Uh, obviously, Seth Rollins won that. It was it was nice to have that sort of concern of Will Dean Ambrose turn on him. And yes, it turns out he didn't. Um, where do we go with Dolph Ziggler from? here there's obviously all these rumors that have been going around for ages that, that Dolph Ziggler hasn't signed a new contract could this be his sort of last hurrah with WWE y- you'd think not putting him putting him in that match you no know? you're right and again because it he's one, another one that can have a like Seth can have a match a decent match with anybody really so you'd think that he's the, he's a useful person to have around for that reason he can he can elevate talent mid-card talent perhaps talent that maybe maybe an NXT talent that come up to the main roster that yeah. sort of person who could make who could really make them feel special and uh, so yeah I think it would be a, it would be a bit of a blow if they were to lose to lose Dolph but uh, we shall see I mean they, they've always seemed to have they always seem to have uh, um, a, a plan for these things when you know if, if it doesn't happen I would think that putting in with Drew McIntyre like he wins the title first then obviously Seth gets it and then maybe Drew McIntyre starts to sort of overtake and be the contender while Dolph is like his sidekick and almost the roles reverse as yeah, that more could introduced work. To, to Drew McIntyre obviously on Raw we saw what looks like the, the full continuation before the guys got injured of the Shield um, yes. you've got to wonder who they're going to face now so could it be that they recruit maybe a third person to that little group um I'm not saying 3MB. I don't, I don't want that to happen again. But, you know, uh, someone like Jinder Mahal might team up with them. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Because you kind of wonder, like you say, where they're going to go from here, particularly because it felt like Roman, and again, we'll get to this in a minute, but it feels like he sort of was off on his own somewhat and was kind of you know, going to fly the flag at the top end of the card. And now they're kind of whether they're grouping them back together again it'll be interesting to know what their thinking is behind that because it it doesn't necessarily seem like the best time I can understand obviously with Dean coming back and with his sporting that new look it really feels like it could be more of a vehicle for Dean than than either the other two I don't think either the other two particularly need it at the moment particularly because they're two title holders he's but yeah I was going to say two titles in the shield now Dean is kind of lagging behind slightly but you know coming back with this new look being a bit more bulked up being a bit more shaven head and and follically challenged and mean and ready and everything hopefully that is the vehicle for him to do that and wouldn't it be good if he turns on them 
I think that, point. that that I think has to be the ultimate aim, really, because I think that that will be the the best bet for Dean, particularly because um, the prestige of the Intercontinental title. Roman's got obviously the big the main title, so it it makes sense for Dean to eventually get to the point where he turns on them, because I think that will make him feel he's already a big star. Don't get me wrong, but yeah. he'll, he'll feel massive if that ever happens or when that does happen. Because okay. at the moment, you can't necessarily see a place for him. But the only other thing I was going to say is that it would be quite cool if the Shield held all the titles. So perhaps Dean will go after a title that's that's vacant, you know, that hasn't isn't held. By one of those two members, yeah. maybe have all three of them with titles, which would look quite cool. Wouldn't it? Well, even if it's the tag titles, exactly, even the tags yeah. should work. Uh, speaking of tag titles, SmackDown Tag Team Championship, New Day versus the Bludgeon Brothers. Like, as I've said already, like I would have probably prefer to watch the Cruiserweight Championship just because I I, I still don't get the Bludgeon Brothers. Um, I saw someone tweet today. I think it was the guys um, A Mac from uh, Gimme Sport, just saying that there's you don't know anything about them. You, there's no sort of depth to their character at all, and therefore no one's really really invested obviously the new day are great i think the new day needs some kind of uh, implosion that would be lovely or they need a fresh coat of paint or something or just see them go off and do single stuff i'm just a bit bored of their shtick now i mean they obviously still sell merchandise but can we make it a bit fresh please i just think that the the tag team division as it always has been or it traditionally is in wwe tends to be a little bit wafer thin it tends to be very similar matches and matches that we feel like we've seen hundreds of times even if we haven't seen them very often just because there's so few tag teams and i guess that's one of the problems and also there seems to be little room for character development among the tag teams or we know the new day really well because they often come out and and maybe host shows or they get to talk a lot they do a lot of talking yeah so seen the bludgeon brothers talk at all not at all and it was a bit of a weird finish wasn't it to the match as well with, they got uh, the mallets out. Get the mallets, and it just felt. And then a little Harper bit... tried to stop Rowan, and then went. Now, nah, actually, I will continue with the mallet. It's just like two massive guys. Why do they need mallets to beat two little guys? I mean, okay, Biggie's not small, but you know what I mean. It just it just felt a little bit kind of unnecessary, really, and didn't really do much for either of the teams. I kind of worry that it's leading to them sort of putting the plug on the Bludgeon Brothers, and then having them both feud because then I think I would care even less because Luke Harper is a very good wrestler, and Eric Rowan is kind of. Uh... Don't really care. Yeah, I agree. Again, it's that thing about lack of. I mean, this is the time now to really further their characters. So that if they did implode, then at least that would get you know you'd find a bit more reason to hang on to that to that story. But at the moment, who cares if that does happen? Really, unfortunately. So I mean, I'll be honest. But they're likable. They've got upside. Those two, you know, they are. They're not. They're not useless by any means. They're both talented. They're talented guys, and it just it just it just needs something to to hook onto. We just don't know anything about them, do we? It's it's a weird one. And that takes us to Kevin Owens and Braun Strowman. And I'm I'm glad that on this card there were several squash matches, which I think sometimes they need to do it made a nice change didn't but it in the past they've kind of just let them go on too long and they've yep. kind of been mid-range level and it's like what are you doing not everything has to go 25 minutes that's absolutely no. for sure and this was great because you know Braun Strowman you know, I feel sorry for Kevin Owens he's, he's jumped off a lot of stuff recently and taken some serious bumps for this storyline but Kevin Owens got squashed in next to no time the main thing about this is that it led to internet speculation. Twitter was going mad when this was going on that Braun is definitely coming out a bit later to, to cash in his money in the bank. Yeah, and again, this is something we'll touch on when we get to the main event, but um, Braun is, is, has really been booked fantastically well, I think. That's yeah. one thing that WWE have done really, really well is, is how strongly they've booked Braun. He looks like an absolute animal that will just tear apart <laughs> anyone who's in his way at the moment. And I think that's what you want from somebody who's potentially going to be your next main event uh, candidate next main event challenger and I think either but again we'll touch on this later either Brock or or Roman will it'll be a great feud between either of those two should that should that happen sooner rather than later but I think I think yeah I think it's good because I, I do feel a little bit sorry for Kevin Owens because I don't necessarily think he deserves to get squashed in that way I think he's he's such a a good worker at the top end of the card I think he's somebody that has got 
um, main event, not just potential, but has obviously delivered in the main event in the past. And so it seems a little bit um, disappointing for him that he has been run over in that way. But I think it, I don't think it does brawn any harm because I think no. people know that Kevin Owens is serious rather than just some Mickey Mouse, you know, mid-carder. It will be interesting to see where Kevin Owens turns up now, assuming that Braun's new thing is now sort of a threatening to cash in his money in the bank. Maybe yes. Kevin Owens will team up with, uh, not Sami Zayn, that, he's already done that, uh, with Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler, maybe. Yeah, that could be quite fun, couldn't well, it? Yeah, that's knows? a nice fancy um, booking. I'd like to just take this point to say, if you agree or disagree with anything we say, feel free to tweet us. Because oh, yeah. by all means, what we say is not necessarily your opinion, and it's really nice to know other people's opinions. Uh, so at Pro Wrestle Show on Twitter is the Twitter to, to abuse us or agree with us. Yeah, sure. Interesting to find out what people think, actually. Yeah. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. And the next match was uh, great in so many ways and bad in one way that I can identify. You might have something else to say, Sam. Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair and Carmella. Start with a negative. For me, this showed up how bad at wrestling Carmella is because she's in the ring with probably two of the best female wrestlers around at the moment. I can't. I couldn't agree with you more, John. <laughs> um, I, there was a lot to admire about this match. Um, I think the two, the three women tried to work very hard, and I think it it desperately showed up Carmella's limitations. My fear for Carmella is that she's quite she's not very likable in a good way you know she's a good she makes a really good heel because she's really not very likable and I fear that without the title and with her limitations in the ring I don't really know what I don't really know what sort of program there is for her. She's not going to be in a in a workhorse program. She's not necessarily going to be in a long drawn out feud. As much as as much as at the time I was kind of thinking I desperately want the title to come off her because I don't like her very much in yeah. a heelish way. I kind of wonder now what the future holds for her now she doesn't hold the title anymore. Where does she fit? Who does yeah. she feud with? Yeah, you know it's a tricky I mean? one, isn't it? It is difficult, isn't it? This match obviously ended uh, with with Charlotte kind of screwing Becky Lynch over. I mean, it's a triple threat match. It was Not great. really screwing each other over, but, you know, some of the action in it was, was fantastic, but... I think everyone's forgotten the action because they they just love how how mad Becky went at the end. Oh, was, the, the, the end was great, and and I must admit, at the time I was thinking, oh, why have they put Charlotte over? It? I love Charlotte, by the way. Charlotte's mm-hmm. probably probably my favourite uh, wrestler at the moment in WWE. Um, I think she's fantastic, but 
she doesn't really need the uh, the elevation of the title again. I think people understand that she's almost in the position that her dad was all those years ago, whereby it doesn't really matter whether she wins or loses because everyone knows that she's really good. Yeah. Um, and she certainly doesn't need the title to prove that. But I think what it has done is it's really brought out the best of Becky. And I think this is going to be a fantastic feud now that they take forward into the next couple of shows. I think Becky can uh, potentially maybe, well, has has maybe had to, had to take this sort of evil turn to kind of... Uh, you know kind of overthrow the master as it were in, in charlotte so it'll be interesting to see where it goes but i think that um this is this is a good thing for becky lynch as opposed to what i thought at the time which was oh this is going to be just um becky being buried under the under the charlotte again i feel like this could be one of those ones a little bit like gargano champa where it not necessarily in the same style but it can go on for several events now and they can keep putting on yeah. better and better matches it's interesting they went with becky turning obviously we know that charlotte is a great heel i probably prefer charlotte as a heel um, yeah, I agree with that. But I think maybe it's you know there's a good opportunity to Becky to show what she can do, and yeah. just be that meaner character. I think that's probably what they've done because I think we know that Becky and Becky is obviously very well liked and has got this you know she's well she's actually incredibly over got one of the biggest pops I thought of the show when she came out and I think people were really rooting for her, you know the the, the audience. Um, but I think this is a good ch- chance for her to spread her wings a little bit and then maybe that's what um, what the guys have said you know what Vince has said is, is go out there and show that you can do the other side of the character as well and and, mm. and further her character because that's the one thing about being a, a heel over being a face is that you do get more chance for character development I think rather than sure. you can get kind of a bit it's, it's a little bit more um, one dimensional it's not two dimensional when you're when you're a face so it's quite nice having a heel she can really sort of show off the, the full range of her abilities I'm most interested to see and this is what I love when someone turns is, is there any change to her ring gear Yes, yeah, you know, like true. when Shinsuke yeah. had to start having more black in it because he's bad. You know, like I, I'm really interested to see. Yeah, will she have a new heel theme? Perhaps? I mean, we are we are recording this prior to SmackDown. Yes, on a Tuesday night, so this may be irrelevant now. You might go, well, of course she has new. She's wearing that all pink outfit or whatever. We didn't know at the time, right? Please, I don't know about you though, John. I'd love to see a, a three or four match feud between Charlotte and Becky, that, that, that where Becky gets more and more either frustrated or more and more angry or more and more evil to yeah. eventually overthrow Charlotte in a few months. I think that'd be great. I mean, let's face it: the next pay per view is Hell in a Cell. I think we know what's coming next, right? Yeah, great, great. <laughs> nice to know. Um, nice to notice in that match that all the women wore uh, some kind of pink as a tribute, of course, to support for Natty. Yeah, brilliant. Which Fantastic. took a lot of time for me to realise until I saw a tweet, and I was like, "That's because normally yeah, they're really, really good at not putting." them all in the same colour and I was like they're all wearing pink that's a bit weird yeah. oh hang on I suddenly get it yes absolutely and a, a very nice tribute which is nice good and um, it takes us next on to Samoa Joe AJ Styles the WWE Championship and I'm kind of happy with how this finished I think because I, I want to see more of it Yes, I can't disagree with you. I think it was a, a good match. I think, well, it was a great match, actually. I think these two seem to have a real chemistry in this, in, in a way that AJ and Nakamura never really, although I know they've had multiple matches that people will say, oh, well, you don't know what you're talking about because they had so many great matches down um, down the years. But yeah. but it feels like in WWE terms, these two have a real chemistry um, that, that suits the style. And uh, pardon the pun. Um, but I think... Uh, <laughs> I think will, please come home. <laughs> He's but, making puns on his... I think... I think it was uh, yeah I think it was good and I think we will see I think we will see part two hopefully next month the family angle was interesting and obviously that was, that's mm. what led to the disqualification um, also TNA chance as it started was pretty funny yeah, it's got a lot of people enjoying that the, the main thing that I think everyone's getting a bit weirded about is the fact that um, Samoa Joe said to uh, AJ's wife and kid you can call me daddy now which was a a little bit risque well for- I don't know about you and I was going to bring this up actually it, it felt like this is a slightly more adult 
show than we've seen recently from yeah there was a b word there was quite a lot of there was there was a bit of slightly more colorful language i think you haven't heard that on a show for a while there was i'm going to kick your ass which you don't hear that often anymore there was also a little bit more you know the kind of i'll come home to to your to your wife effectively kind of talk and also there was a bit of blood as well yeah there was you know it it felt like there may be maybe a change of tone which to be honest i don't think would be it would be a bad thing at all no still keeping it pg but like there's there's kind of jokes that go over kids head a bit more a little bit edgier you'd get away with that sean michaels was very good at coming when he came back and it was pg he was very good at getting those kind of jokes in and you know we were working radio and it's like one of those things that if it goes over kids heads on the radio yes. then it's kind yeah. of all right and you can make those jokes but yeah I, i'm really happy to, to sort of the prospect of seeing more and like maybe if if at hell in a cell they're not the hell in a cell match which you'd imagine maybe roman reigns will be the hell in a cell match uh maybe like a street fight that'd be nice yeah that would be nice i'd love to it? see i'd love to see some other joe with one of those big bins <laughs> uh daniel bryan versus miz uh, a match eight years in the making they were saying eight years in the making an amazing a, package an before. absolutely brilliant package to set this match up i mean if if you ever want i mean this storytelling in this match was great as well to be fair but the the package to build up this match was one of the best and to be fair the packages for the whole show were were brilliant but particularly for this match were absolutely sensational and if you ever really wanted a, a sort of a a mouth-watering reason to watch a match go ahead and just go back and or find it on the network or whatever go and watch the package that builds up to this match because there is no way that after it you can't think i really want to see how this match develops i kind of want to go back and watch any any match uh that the, the sort of the Miz has been involved in over the years because again like I know Will's his biggest fan but I just I'm more impressed every time I see him yeah. and I kind of forgotten where he came from and the package yeah. sort of reminded me quite nicely and he just gets it doesn't he the Miz yeah. he just gets what it is to be not just a, a, a wrestler sports entertainer whatever you want to call it but in 2018 I think that's the important thing I don't know how well I think he would have been, he could have been a good heel in any generation but he very much fits in with that reality TV the reality era and all that stuff he is the perfect absolutely mm-hmm. perfect heel for this generation I think he's he's one of the, the top men in the in the company at the moment when when they introduced Maurice with the pram, did you think what everyone else thought of that's going to feature somehow? Yeah. And yeah. it didn't. I was quite surprised. Yeah. Instead, she got like the brass knuckles or whatever it was out of her bra. Lovely, risque, old, as lo- we say. lovely old school heel move. Get the brass yeah. knucks out. I mean, when was the last time you saw brass knucks on a WWE pay-per-view? Fantastic. And then afterwards, Daniel Bryan losing it backstage with uh, with Brie. And it was, you know, it's got nice to have the Bella Twins actually have a reason to be there. Great. And yeah, great. Oh, obviously, this sets up more and more. And again, let's face it, it'll probably build to one of them having a, a title at WrestleMania next year. And an amazing match. Yeah, I I'm really glad that they're sort of starting these things early. I agree, and um, I'd, again, another one. I'd, I'd happily see Daniel Bryan against uh, the Miz again, or any combination of the of the women involved as well. Perhaps. I mean, it was it was great. Next match, I have to say, uh, I, this is where I was planning to make my two a.m. snack. Um, however, as soon as the Demon Finn Balor came out, I was slightly more invested, and I think that they've done that pure. I, I mean, I'm sort of weighing up: have they done that because it is kind of Halloween soonish? just to get people's minds going that oh we can dress our kids up as demon finn balor or are they doing that because quite frankly constable baron corbin versus finn balor isn't that interesting in the middle of all these amazing matches yeah that's um that's a good point actually and of course they reverted back to the finn balor um on raw didn't they as well yeah. which is a bit strange just, really just normal finn balor just sort of pull him out just for just i mean they, they they made reference some tenuous reference on commentary oh he only comes out once a year or something you know, yeah they? And he won't he'll come out of hell in a cell of course he will <laughs> of course he will and uh yeah you're right pa- perhaps 
maybe and again this is where you're absolutely right the, the time to go and make a snack but actually there was there was something about every match really that just drew mm-hmm. you in and that was the element to this match I have to say in. honestly since I mean since this on Raw we're not really going to talk about Raw this is mainly a SummerSlam thing but you know on Raw they've, they've kind of made Constable Baron Corbin the acting general manager of Raw um, I, I imagine it's because Kurt Angle's got a holiday booked I assume so yeah Kurt Angle's been suspended or something yeah well Stephanie he's been given some time line. off yeah. he keeps saying he allowed her to get put in an arm lock <laughs> but you know I, I have to say since Baron Corbin dropped the hair dropped the lone wolf thing actually he has grown on me a lot he actually isn't a bad talker which I didn't really notice because I was too busy looking at his receding hairline before yeah. but since he's been talking more and being more authoritative I actually I like him more I just don't think I was that invested in this match because it just kind of came from several other matches leading up to it and I was like well we've seen it all before what, you know and I guess that's where they go well you haven't seen the demon and kind yeah of sort of, you're and right like, alright fine you're absolutely right and I think the thing is with, with Corbin is that um He's still not quite at that level where you're that invested in him. So it's just it's finding the gimmicks that kind of dress up dress up his matches a little bit at the moment. At that yeah. Point. But I think that they're, what they're trying to do is is to is to make him make people care about him. And I think the more they can get eyes on him, even if it's through gimmicky terms, and that's probably better for his character longer term, isn't it? Well, they've got me. I mean, so they got go. me. And I'm, so, I'm got cynical. Fan. I'm so cynical. So maybe it works. Um, it was it was all right. Obviously, Demon Finn Balor winning great, and you know he he kind of went into the the title picture on Raw with with the Universal title rematch which he never got um, I would love to think that he's going to be involved in that title picture but I have a feeling that was a really convenient way for him to have got his title rematch and basically continue the story between Roman Reigns and Braun Strowman but you know it was main event of Raw after SummerSlam so he's hopefully on the up yeah I agree it, it felt a bit random to me but uh, that makes that makes sense that, that you know that he can just conveniently main event of Raw and then move back into the programme that he was already well, on trying to make Roman Reigns aren't they go like oh well you know I'm doing the right thing I'm letting this guy remember oh cheer well, for me this guy never got his rematch well Roman of course is now going to be because he was all over it in the package which, again we'll talk about it in a second but he was all over in the package talking about how you know Brock hasn't been, never defends the title he's never around and I think Roman's going to come out and saying that he's going to be a fighting champion and will never turn down a challenge and all this sort of stuff. So I think he's just trying to prove it by having a title defence the first day after he's won the title. Of course. It's very convenient. <laughs> Isn't it? Uh, also, the next match after it, Battle of the Face Paint, uh, you know, on the way out, Finn Balor's going back with his face paint on. Jeff Hardy's coming out with his face paint on. Um, face paint was one of my favourite things about this match. Um, I didn't really get into this match so much. I, I, I just can't I just can't get interested in Jeff Hardy, I'm afraid. And it's... Uh, I mean, I, mean, I, I have nothing against the guy. I just, I just feel like he's a bit of a, he's a bit passe now. I just don't feel like his. Yeah. I think, I think it was all very kind of um, early two thousands. The, the look, the, you know, the feel. The Jeff Hardy was very much, um, you know, he was, he was the flavor of the month back then. And, mm. and I think, I feel like nowadays he's more of a token in, in, in that, pe- in that title picture rather than actually being a legitimate contender. I think that's the big problem that Nakamura had in this match. Well, it's an interesting point actually, just to go slightly off a tangent that that Matt Hardy has kind of been hinting that he might retire in the last week or two right. people are sort of thinking is this just a joke I mean I think it's no secret he's taken some time off and you know he's he's sort of publicly tweeted uh, to uh, his name's totally gone who's his tag partner it's too late for me Jeff me. no um, <laughs> oh yeah thingy um <laughs> <laughs> Bray Wyatt Bray Wyatt yeah sorry it's too late uh, he sort of tweeted to Bray Wyatt like thanks thanks for our companionship whatever it was wonderful so they're obviously not a tag team anymore yeah uh, I mean that's not good for Bray Wyatt but if if Matt Hardy is considering maybe taking a step back I th- just think maybe Jeff Hardy should do the same because yeah. 
you know, it wasn't that exciting for me. Um, he did do a swanton onto the ring apron, which looked like the most painful thing I've ever seen other than Jimmy Havoc cutting himself, well, getting cut with a, a pizza cutter. Yeah, it was widely condemned as well, wasn't it, that spot? People saying, why is he putting himself through that risk? It was unnecessarily yeah. risky. He's a bit like that, though, isn't he? he? Kind of, nothing's enough. He wants to do more to prove it. Not only is he like that, but also, I hate to say this really, but I feel like it's... I wouldn't say it's desperation from his part to keep him relevant, but I think that people are talking about that spot, and I don't think anyone would really be talking about that match, you know, in any other terms, unless something as dramatic as that had happened. So I think it it was a way of keeping him in in people's imaginations as much as anything, really. And then the weirdest thing of the night happened with Randy Orton coming out, marching what down to the ring about? with purpose. And then basically turning around and leaving. Now, really there's, strange. there's two hilarious memes I've seen online. After yes. this. One I can talk about, one I probably can't. The best one is the one where it compares it to Grandpa Simpson walking yeah, in, great. putting his hat on, walking around in a circle, then walking straight back out. <laughs> yeah, great. The other one uh, is suggesting that there's someone backstage he's forgotten to greet in allegedly the oh, way yes, Randy Orton likes yes. to greet new people. Um, the initiation, it was just, yeah. It was just so strange. And, like, is it showing that Randy Orton's car is done? Like, normally he would go and beat him up, but actually, what, what is, what use is, is uh, Jeff Hardy he's not the champion yeah is that does that mean he's going to go after Shinsuke but then you've got heel on heel it's just it's very also confusing. who's going to remember that that he's just come out had a little look and then wandered off again unless he does something then well, I mean, people he, won't remember that in maybe future, he was though. originally meant to do more and because of these rumours going around they've kind of held him back but then why put him in there at all it could be that it also could be unbelievably on a four hour show to do with time maybe they didn't have enough time for him yeah. to do what he was supposed to do you never know with these things anything. but it could be anything and obviously Smackdown's on about three hours two hours after we record this so if if it all became clear just ignore the last minute yes Yes, we, exactly. didn't, we didn't know. Uh, then it came to Ronda Rousey versus Alexa Bliss. Another good package before this. I've actually I watched this twice. Um, I enjoyed the package. Yeah, great. It was good. Um, I mean, Ronda Rousey, I think, overacts still. Like, when she marches down to the ring, she's too unnatural. I mean, like, Vince McMahon obviously walks in a, a rather unnatural way. She hasn't quite mastered that kind of swagger. She's kind of in between. She looks like she's acting big yeah but i like her facials ronda she she has an intense look about her she yeah. has a, she has a real look about her which i like but yeah she's she has adopted the mcmahon walk down to the ring hasn't she <laughs> just, well, um, just a kind of i'm annoyed walk but like it's very obvious yeah it is, it is a bit obvious and also like when you know she and obviously in this match you know this was a, again a bit of a squash match and, and she won the title and and it'll be interesting to see what happens to Ronda Rousey with the title I don't really know where it's going to go from now I I, I don't know I think they they seem to be a little bit unsure how they wanted to book Ronda really because she feels a bit like a little bit like it's probably not quite fair to, to compare her with The Undertaker in, if you know what I mean but Undertaker always felt like it's an, an attraction a bit like Brock was in the early days more of an attraction yeah. and rather than somebody who's necessarily a champion she's not somebody who needs a title she's somebody that needs a good feud and a good match and I think that it's sort I wouldn't say it takes anything away from her being the champion but I don't really see the point of it because you, you kind of leave her with nowhere to go and, and you don't... you The part of the charm with Ronda, you don't want to see her lose. You just want to see her go in, kick ass and then leave again, yeah, don't you really? Yeah. You don't want to see her necessarily get beaten. And I think that having the having the championship is probably more of a... It's more of a, a sort of a burden on her, more of a, a weight on her for, on her shoulders for no reason other than just kind of having it there as a, as a nice on the poster as much as anything. Mm. So we'll see what happens from I, here. But I don't know where she goes from here. That's Who the does problem. she feud with? Does Nia Jax come back and 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 say I'm going to have that? Like, I, I don't really know where it goes. Obviously, they're doing the armbar on Stephanie thing could potentially lead to to something at WrestleMania. But would you really put Ronda Rousey against Stephanie McMahon? Mm, that's a that's a difficult one, you isn't probably it? Probably wouldn't. 
I mean, it still feels a bit early, but um, there is obviously down the line the possibility of whether it's unification or champion versus champion between Charlotte and, and Ronda, which I think everybody would like to see. It feels, as I say, a little bit early from WrestleMania for that to, to be the case yet, but th- there is a, a certain school of thought which says that if they wanted to make that the main event of WrestleMania next year, mm-hmm. then having two champions going at it, even if it's just for now, you can say yeah. the best of the women's division and, the, and they don't meet until then. That might be an interesting angle, mightn't it? And they're loving all these firsts this year, so she's the first UFC and WWE women yeah. champion now I wouldn't be surprised if the first ever female headline of Wrestlemania in the city she won it in well the state she won it in you know or is yeah. it technically in New Jersey isn't it yes New Jersey oh, do you know there's a lot of talk about one of her former um, adversaries in UFC Chris Cyborg coming into yeah. WWE and I think she's been trash talking a little bit on Twitter so I mean that's very interesting if they bring another sort of well there's a rumour of the four women isn't there a yeah, Survivor absolutely. Series there's and obviously Baser, Shayna Baszler dropped yeah. to the title yeah. so that'll be interesting to see um, so I mean there is some mileage isn't there in in you know sort of le- legit background fighters coming in and, and maybe taking on Ronda that could that could have some mileage I'm not entirely sure where it leaves Alexa Bliss yeah again I agree but I mean she's very talented Alexa isn't she She mm. she's a really good heel and I think that you know whoever she's put in a feud with will be absolutely fine I mean there's still people like Sasha Banks and stuff that, could, that are still around aren't there it's really weird because they obviously weren't on the card and I watched a bit of Raw last night and there was her and Bailey against um, the <laughs> Names just rubbish. <laughs> Riot Squad. Riot Squad, yeah. And uh, who I, never seem to be on a pay per view for some I reason. I just watched them all and kind of thought, I don't really care. Yeah. And there's I know. no buzz around any of them. And I was a little bit like, oh. They're Ember another one Moon who suffers from. I, I think they're another one who suffer from lack of being able to develop character through being mm. in a group. I think they probably need to branch out. And hopefully they will. That takes us to the main event, which um, was actually quite good. Having been at WrestleMania, where everyone was booing this match before, and literally people were leaving the main event of WrestleMania, something they'd paid thousands of dollars to go to. Uh, you know, it's nice that there was a match that had, I would say, a more positive outcome just because it moved the story on. Yes. So bored of the same stuff. Oh, no, no, he can't do it. He's not beat him again. There was an anomaly in the package and that the... I think that, I mean, it was a good package again that set this match up but they were talking, You are the package specialist, uh, the, specialist absolute which package is a specialist. slightly weird title yeah, thank, you very, thank you very much Yes, I do like a big package but um, ahead, of, ahead of the match they talked about how this, this he hasn't been able to beat him for three years and then showed the last two matches they've had which have come in the last six months which yeah. I thought was a bit weird like if you're going to reference the fact that it's been three years then show WrestleMania 31 when yeah. you know the, the, the triple threat ended up being a triple threat match um, so I thought that was a bit strange but yeah it's, it's great that for the, for the story's sake it's great that Roman has won the title it's great for the Universal title because I think a lot of people would be happy for it to see it being defended more regularly. Absolutely. I think it sets up a lot more feuds for the future as well because Brock is traditionally never around, so it devalues the main event somewhat. And I think the other thing is, the crucial thing is that with Lashley's win against Roman a couple of pay-per-views ago, it sort of sets up an automatic feud at some point in the future that can then say, well, actually, I beat you a couple of months ago, therefore I deserve a title shot as well. Yeah, so there's lots of options. lots of options now, I think, for the title, which is great. And also, and this is something that WWE have to learn and and I think are finally learning you don't need to book Roman in long matches you just don't five minute seven minute matches where because the thing is with, with two big dudes going at it like Roman and Brock it, it doesn't seem believable when it goes on longer than ten minutes because they're supposed to be pounding the hell out of each other in that time they're, they're big heavy hitters that's what that's mm-hmm. what the purpose of the story is keep it short keep it tight make it either a shock win or a knockout win in five minutes or ten minutes I think you, you absolutely nailed it and I think that's what works with Roman and when Roman's booked like that he's absolutely fine 
Also, it's really nice to have the Braun Strowman thing just hanging over yes. all the time, which is really good. You never know when he's going to appear. And obviously, and when he, he tried to cash it in yesterday, but they didn't ring the bell. Didn't ring the bell. Raw. Uh, so that'd be good. So uh, what I want now is your prediction of who will face Roman, assuming it's Roman, which it will be, for the Universal title at WrestleMania next year. Oh, what a question and that is. And I know is. I put you on the spot. You have put me on the spot. Who will Roman face for the title next year? Um, how about Seth Rollins? See, that's what I would like to see. What I think is going to happen, going into Will Gavin fantasy t- uh, booking territory here, is I think that maybe the Shield are basically going to stop Braun cashing in his briefcase, his contract, for the next six months. Like, every time he tries to do it, that somehow they're going to thwart him. So do you think he might be in a programme with, say, Dean Ambrose for a couple of months and then Seth for a couple of months to sort of delay things a I bit almost as well? think that I almost think that like, Braun might just be, have like a free role if we're sort of bringing it into football terms, mm-hmm. where the Shield are doing stuff and he keeps showing up and it's kind of like, I'm going to get that title eventually. And then it leads to a match at WrestleMania where the other two aren't allowed to be at ringside type thing. And, and then, he, then, you know, like then he can cash it in I don't know but I just would like the idea of him being and it won't harm him at all but them constantly thwarting him in in different fashion to stopping him being able to cash it in yeah that is interesting but I mean uh, unlike in previous times when we've discussed this at least now we're talking about things in I think quite a positive light yeah. for WWE I think we're looking at options rather than thinking about oh there's there's nothing really going on here there's nothing really going on there no. I think the universal title now looks like um, something which is quite exciting for the future and I think Wrestlemania is looking already like it's going to be a, a good show no matter who they book on the card so I think that, that's promising I think it was a really good show SummerSlam to be fair it was you know I think in the past especially last month was a bit of a, an arduous painful mm. watch at times and I think they really particularly in in terms of storyline development I think storytelling it was it was a really terrific show absolutely um, just quickly did you think anyone from NXT obviously NXT TakeOver happened uh, the big story was I guess Adam Cole lost his title to Ricochet uh, they have been teasing that, that Pete Dunne might potentially side with Ricochet and eventually maybe face him uh, They kind of he kind of saw off the Undisputed Era backstage while Ricochet was being interviewed which you can watch on WWE's YouTube but then Pete made it very clear he wanted that title I mean mm. I'd like to see Pete Dunne step up full time to NXT in America and him against Ricochet would be great yeah and I think that's one thing they again they've done well is that they've they've made the audience as they like to call them oh well the WWE Universe kind of aware of Pete Dunne now by mm. you know, they've shown him enough where he's kind he of came out on Raw in Manchester yeah exactly so he's been times where he's he's not he's now not alien to the audience so therefore if they did move him to the NXT roster people would embrace him rather than saying who's this clown which is a great thing exactly and I mean I know it's nothing but you look at his social media following I looked the other day you know he's in the hundreds of thousands of followers now people are starting to really care about Pete yeah, Dunne great. so I, I would imagine by WrestleMania next year he'll get a call up hopefully to NXT from NXT to WWE I think Shayna Baszler will probably go up and do something with Ronda Rousey you've got to imagine Um, even just for Survivor Series a little bit Obviously, they've got a lot of women's talent coming in with the the, the May Young Classic, so it, there's room for her to move up. I think. Yeah, I think so. Um, obviously, Kari Sane won the title off her, so that's another title change that's happened at NXT. She seems to be very popular. A lot of people very like her. Very popular, yeah. Indeed. So I think, and I think she's she's another one that's. Um, it's always good to have a, a bit of an infusion, isn't it? From you know, yeah. in terms of different international superstars, I think that's that'll be a good thing. And as you well. see how well the, how everyone's taken to Mustache Mountain, and that's you know, in yeah. some way because Tyler was the first UK champion but also him and Pete doing the match of the year last year um, Trent is kind of you know just associated but I think he's a big enough character that people get behind him because they you know they enjoy the British humour Yeah. so that's really positive for them as well so, you know, so. I think I think if anyone's going to step up from the UK it probably them three 
maybe even Zach Gibson in a, a lot shorter space of time compared to how long they've been doing NXT. Yeah, I think Zach Gibson needs just a little bit more time just to sort of round himself up a little bit. But I think he'll he'll definitely eventually be moved up. I would imagine eventually Zach Gibson will be the next NXT UK champion. I think you're if right. If I'm yeah. honest, I and then so. that frees Pete Dunne up to go and take Ricochet. Yeah, and gives um, Zach Gibson a chance to sort of hang with the big in the sort of the big leagues for a little while in yeah. terms of being a champion, being a title holder, being on TV a bit more, you know, a bit a bit more time in matches and just sort of learn to develop and then maybe he can move up as well a bit further down the line sounds good other than that I don't think there's anyone obvious that's going to get called up uh, a lot of people talking about calling up Velveteen Dream he obviously wore the, the tights that said call me up Vince lots of people saying oh he's going to be in trouble like don't for a minute think that that wouldn't have had to have been approved by Triple H at least if not others backstage so I'd say that's more of a joke on the fans and it shows that NXT has a bit more of a sort of personality maybe than the WWE products you know that they can sort of put that in as a joke to the online community yeah and I think that's part of the NXT shtick isn't it is the sort of underground feel of it where it doesn't feel quite as um, clean and quite as uh, it's a bit more rock and roll. Almost. It's a bit more rock and roll, yeah. Exactly. So that might happen, but obviously, I don't think I don't think Velveteen Dream's getting caught up anytime soon. Um, right. Well, we need to wrap this up. We are going to the NXT tapings this weekend. If you're there at Pro Wrestle Show, send us a message. We were going to do a, a Weatherspoons meetup before the last one. It was just me and Will with two big pictures of cocktails that we had to neck in 15 minutes. But it was Pure fine. class. It Pure was fine. class. It made, the, it made the show go quicker. Um, they have teased just today. They've announced that the Women's Championship, the NXT UK Women's Championship, will be awarded, will be uh, shown off for the first time, and someone will win it by the end of the weekend. Uh, Tony Storm is the front and centre person they've got on there there are some other people involved which uh, you know it would be interesting to see uh, like Isla Dawn potentially win um Robbie Brookside's daughter's in it which would be a nice little story with NXT that could work um Dakota Kai's there who else we got Ginny from the UK champion lo- lo- loads yeah. of people um I, I mean Tony Storm is the obvious choice for that but you know Rhea Ripley's in there as well who I like Australian she's like an absolute beefcake it's going to be really interesting to see those tapings over the weekend and hopefully they'll soon announce when we can actually watch it on the uh, on the WWE Network. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be nice, wouldn't it? That would be nice. Yep, there we go. Anyway, look, Will will be back soon. Um, Sam, you've done a marvellous job and we'll let you talk more in future. Oh, that's very kind of you, but I've got a question for you before I go. Yeah, go. How was Ring of Honor? Ring of Honor was really good. Oh yeah, we haven't talked... It's very, very WWE heavy. Ring of Honor was very good. Um, I do feel that there was every other match I was interested in and then there was kind of a filler match. Um... Punishment Martinez versus Jimmy Havoc was brilliant. Uh, Jimmy Havoc was just Jimmy Havoc. The pizza cutter came out. Uh, his Ooh. arm got cut. You could almost see a scar from the night before. The worst thing was it wasn't the it wasn't the worst I've seen him have his arm cut with a pizza cutter. But the worst thing is is when he gets a stapler and staples it back together. Oh, horrendous! horrendous. Um, what I also enjoyed was a tombstone onto a baking tray, which <laughs> um, which was you know good for effect. And uh, that was that was really good. Uh, young bucks were entertaining as ever. Probably mm-hmm. not the best young bucks I've seen, but still obviously very solid and the main event Mark Haskins versus Jay Lethal for the title was really really good and Mark Haskins really stepped up there um, I, he was never going to win it I wouldn't have thought because he's not part of that roster sort of full time but it gave you enough opportunity to think that maybe he will win this mm, interesting. and there's a lot of near falls and it was really good and yeah I think next time Ring of Honor come back to the UK they should definitely use as much UK talent as they have done because I think 
a lot of the people in that arena sort of related to it a bit more than when you had a, a couple of this sort of American sort of lower card talent coming out and having a match and people weren't quite so bothered well nowadays I mean particularly now with the, with the with this British wrestling scene as it is I think people are so much more familiar with the talent than they yeah. were before aren't they so it makes sense to use it when you're over here it is interesting that Mark Haskins has chosen not to be part of the WWE mm. uh, project. I mean, I don't know whether he was offered, but I'm assuming he would have been. Um, it's interesting that he's sort of t- taken that decision to go down that route. And I think that it's good that Ring of Honor are obviously looking to have more UK talent because WWE are doing it. And, you know, as much as they are separate companies, let's face it, you always look at what the market leader is doing and sort of see how you respond to that. But I think it's, um, it's, it's interesting for him that he can be one of very few UK talent in that promotion so he can stand out more yeah that's fair and I, th- I think the one thing you would say is that Ring of Honor have got their own draw haven't they they've mm. got their own allure I mean different, differently to the WWE I think if, you, if you're an independent wrestler ROH is kind of it's almost the pinnacle you know that you can develop there you know that you're, what you're going to get there you know there's a, a, a superb talent pool there as well mm. and obviously people they're pulling in from different places as well and I think so you know that if, if you're going to commit to them that you're going to you're probably going to have as much benefit doing that as you are working for the WWE anyway really and if you're someone like Jimmy Havoc who we've had on the show before who kind of explained that you know he could have gone to WWE and they've, they've inquired several times but it means that he can't do what he wants he can't yeah. have a few beers afterwards he's got loads yeah. of press that he's got to do which he's not particularly that fond of for him it's perfect he's yeah. part of a massive promotion he's on televised events and he can still do all his crazy stuff and still go and get leathered afterwards exactly that and, yeah. and it's a win-win situation uh, look as ever uh, you can get 10% off at our sponsors Urban Species if you want some cool wrestling or gaming t-shirts use the code MARKS10 you'll get 10% off and uh, they'll think that people listen to our podcast which is always nice <laughs> uh, we're going to be at the NXT tapings as I say this weekend in Birmingham if you're around at Pro Wrestle Show drop us a tweet we'll try and meet up we'll try and say hi and uh, the next one will probably come from Will's crap little car somewhere on the M40 as we drive up to the NXT tapings. This has been the Pro Wrestling Show. Sam, thank you very much. Always a pleasure. Thank you very much indeed. We'll see you very soon. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.